are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt over on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going? It's going great. How about you? You're a little vacation. Uh, you're uh, fighting some things, huh? but you're battling through. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's been a wild week. Uh, for, first of all, <laughs> we should uh, we should thank uh, our cohorts, Kate and Marcus, for covering for us last week. I was uh, off on vacation. It's been a, a couple weeks of vacations for us, a busy time for the two of us. Uh, mine was not as successful as yours. Went to Disney, <laughs> caught COVID, and uh, and then got to drive 16 hours back uh, wearing a mask and trying to keep the rest of my family safe. So it's, it's been <laughs> a wild like little a time. Yeah, yeah, kids, yeah. yeah. It, was, it was awesome. Uh, I'm on the tail end of it, though, and, and uh, I think I'm going to gonna make it through and uh another another bout of this craziness but we're not here to talk about that today we are here to talk about the san francisco 49ers uh matt it's it it's been a long series we've been covering every single team a buy a sell and a hold we are wrapping it up this week with the nfc west and as i mentioned it's 49ers today for us we didn't get the short end of the stick this time usually kate and marcus stick us with the those uh the 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 bad teams in the division but we get to talk (laughs) about the niners today certainly an intriguing team because of uh the quality of their team the uh the the level of players and and really some interesting storylines they've been dealing with this offseason uh, widely expected to trade Jimmy Garoppolo this offseason. That has not happened yet, uh, probably due to, to that injury he's battling. Uh, they were not expected to trade Debo Samuel, but he has requested a trade. That's, that's still just kind of lingering out there, at yeah, least yeah. as far as we know. So lots of, uh, lots of things going on with the 49ers, uh, certainly. As we always do, let's start with a, a quick overview of their offensive depth chart, including some some changes to that depth chart. Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback. We th- we think it'll be Trey Lance starting, uh, but we'll we'll get into that in in this episode and more. Elijah Mitchell was the big surprise last year. He looks to be the starting running back. Uh, they did draft uh, Tyrion Davis Price from LSU uh, much earlier than anyone expected. So he'll factor in. Jeff Wilson is back. Trey Sermon is back. I guess we can debate on how much either of those guys matter. Wide receiver is is pretty thin. As talented as they are at the top, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, their wide receiver three looks like it might be a guy like Juwan Jennings. So uh, I don't know that they can afford to trade Debo no matter what. And then, of course, George Kittle back at tight end. Matt, when you think about this 49ers roster, uh, from a dynasty standpoint and just kind of an overall look, what goes through your mind? I mean, I, I think immediately you think of, of the head coach and what a great offensive mind he is, how well they run the football, the success they've had off of that as well, a run after the catch abilities of all their receivers, including Kittle. They know what they're doing. They have a plan. They stick to it very, very well in terms of the the type of players they get. 
But in, in case it slips my mind, we obviously talk a lot of Niners and Steelers on Peacock and Williamson because, you know, Brian's the, the locked-on Niners guy, and, and he agrees with me that the interior of this O-line is the weakness of the offense. And we both think Trey Lance will start. You know, I mean, I, I think Jimmy, we'll talk about Jimmy a little bit, but uh, the interior of this offensive line is something to watch. And what's a little interesting to me, and, and Peacock brought this up, was they keep drafting power players. Like Banks, the guard from Notre Dame last draft, is a 340-pound masher. You know, he doesn't look like an old-school Broncos, Mark Slareth-type guard. And Davis Price is a downhill banger. You know, he's not the speed guy of a Mostert or a Mitchell. So you just wonder a little, are they trying to add a new element, change their running game? Why mess with success? I just don't quite understand it. I think that's kind of the theme to this whole team. Again, when you're Mm -hmm. focusing on a, a dynasty standpoint is... For most of these key players, we don't know how to value them. I think George Kittle is the exception. He's been uh, certainly one of the best tight ends in in the league and in Dynasty for years now. And really his only question uh, has to do with, with his health and his availability. But outside of that, there there's the uncertainty about Trey Lance and does he start and um, certainly entered last year with sky-high expectations. Do those carry forward? As good as Mitchell was last year, there's plenty of detractors for him. I'm I'm probably one of those. Uh, Debo yeah. Samuel was also amazing last year, but uh, was that the exception or the or, or the rule for Debo Samuel? Is that the beginning of a breakout, or or is that going to be a fluke? And then Brandon Ayuk has, has obviously been up and down throughout his short career as well. So I think there's a lot of uncertainty all around on this squad. And we're going to try to get into that a little bit today and and figure out exactly how we would handle the 49ers when it comes to their individual players in Dynasty. We'll talk about a player we would be buying right after this. Hey, everyone. You guys all know I'm huge into football, of course. And Bet Online's the only place I go to place my bets in the NFL world, which I feel like I have a pretty good handle on and do pretty well, obviously. And Bet Online's very helpful that way. But I've been really getting into NBA, NHL, things like that to make these games a little more interesting when you don't have a rooting interest. And Bet Online's perfect for it. And Bet Online's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports information. There's a ton of stuff there to un- unpeel. Uh, find all the latest sports development, news, odds, including this year's basketball championship matchup, the NHL Hockey Conference Finals, Major League Baseball, and of course all the latest fighting news from MMA and UFC to boxing as well. Uh, Bet Online is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting. I love live betting, esports, and more. Head to the website today and use your mobile device to learn more about the the trends in action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, Matt, a player you want to buy in Dynasty from this 49ers roster. Plenty of good options. Uh, again, Trey Lance, Debo Samuel, Ayuk, Kittle. Uh, maybe you believe in Elijah Mitchell. I don't, but uh, maybe maybe you do. Who do you want to buy from this 49ers team? I think we have one of the same, but I have three names that I jotted down quickly. And first okay. of all, one of them is Jimmy, just because I think Jimmy's going to be a starting quarterback in this league this year. 
Frankly, yeah, okay. I think he'll probably be a Brown. I, I mean, but I still think there's a chance he ends up in Seattle or more likely even Carolina. But I feel like he's the Browns' last option and will end up in Cleveland somewhere. So if people aren't valuing him as a starting quarterback for, for Superflex, I'm buying him because I think he's a starting quarterback. Um, Davis Price is also a buy to me. I feel like Davis Price is getting harshly criticized because Trey Sermon and Joe Williams. And I'm mm. not sure that that's his fault. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I mean, he wasn't a household running back name, but guys like Greg Cosell loved him. He's a hard-charging, tough back, and we'll get to Mitchell. I'm not the biggest Mitchell believer. And they used a high pick on him just because those other mid-to-high picks haven't worked out with Shanahan doesn't mean that Davis Price won't. But to me, Lance is the, the slam dunk buy. Because if there's any doubt about him as a starter or he hasn't played in two years, I just think he's going to rack up so many fantasy points. Yeah, and of course, he had limited opportunity as a rookie, but when he was on the field, he produced, um, you know, if you look at stats like his fantasy points uh, per snap or per drop back, uh, really, really impressive numbers there. Uh, if efficiency numbers and in, in what he was able to produce when he was on the field. Trey Lance is, is my number one buy on this team as well. Mm-hmm. And, and of course you want a guy like that. Uh, we talked about Justin Fields a couple weeks ago. Those, those two get grouped together a lot. You want, you want those young quarterbacks in super flex leagues. So uh, I think it goes without saying I would want to buy Trey Lance in a super flex league, but I think he's maybe right now actually a more interesting trade target in a single quarterback league because um, he still, to me, has that upside of being a top three dynasty quarterback overall. And, and really once you get past three or four or five quarterback kind of doesn't matter in single quarterback leagues. We know that. But Lance has that upside, and he's not being priced like it right now. He is he is the quarterback uh, eleven overall in our one quarterback ADP one oh uh, hundred six overall, I should say. And looking at some trades that have gone down with him again, these are all from single quarterback leagues. Lance for Derek Carr, Lance wow. for DJ Chark and a second rounder, Lance for Deshaun Watson, and. Uh, he he's definitely going to cost you much more than that in those super flex formats. I, I think he's probably worth it there as well, but uh, maybe more of a, an interesting trade target. If you're still in one of those single quarterback leagues. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Just cause it doesn't cost you an arm and a leg. I mean, in the super flex, you're going to give up a ton. I still think it's probably worth it in both formats, but I'm with you. Like, I think he has a very good chance to be a top five fantasy quarterback this year and would really have to fall on his face not to keep the job. Um, would you rather have Lance or Hurts? Uh, I would rather have Lance. Me too. I just think yeah. there's a better chance in five years he's a starter. Yeah, I, I, I knew you would go that way. I, I've definitely come around <laughs> on. Uh, I've definitely come around on uh, Jalen Hurts a little bit more, uh, but I'd still go Lance there. Um, mm-hmm. You talked about Davis Price and uh, as one of your buys as well, and and I get that. I'm with you. I, I still think he's he's cheap enough. Uh, I mean, his rookie ADP is is still pretty low in the second round. Last time I checked, at yeah, least. Yeah. So definitely it's going up a little, but not drastically. Right. 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 Pre- pretty easy to target if you want to to get a piece of him. And you know, you talked about the the other names. Uh, 
Trey Sermon and, and even Joe Williams. And, and not to say that he's going to be the next one of those types of guys, but I think it's more of a criticism of, of Shanahan or uh, of that, uh, of that staff than it is specifically of Davis price. And really the, the idea is we valued those guys. And I mean, I remember you and I both were, were after Joe Williams, which just feels crazy oh, yeah. to say now. Sermon too uh, for me. Yeah. I, I, I dodged the bullet on Sermon, but <laughs> I, I bought in on, on Joe Williams as, and the, the thinking was if this team that, is so strong in the backfield and, and their running game produces every year, no matter what, if they want that guy, then I want that guy. And mm-hmm. it didn't work out with Joe Williams through one season. It has not worked out for Trey Sermon. So I guess, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't want to assign dynasty value to Davis price just because he was drafted earlier than expected by this good team, because we've seen that fail in the past with this same team. Does, does that make sense? It does. I just disagree with you in that I'm not going to hold it against this player because those other two didn't work out. Right. Uh, the other thing to talk about there is, is of course, Elijah Mitchell. I think we'll probably get to him on, uh, on one of these next categories and we'll do that one right after this break. We'll talk about some players to sell. All right, let me take a chance here, you know, a little time out of our, to talk about rockauto.com. Um, they've been a really good good friend of the Locked On Network now for a long time, and they do amazing work. And with all the increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need for your car, truck, whatever, at a traditional chain storefront. It just makes no sense. So a lot of you do a lot of work on your cars, and it makes a lot of sense financially or as a hobby or whatever, you got to check out rockauto.com because their prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. Rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear, like airlines do, for example. Um, Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. So go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you're looking for. Their catalog's extremely easy to navigate. Uh, see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specs, prices you prefer. Uh, I mentioned that the prices are always reliably low and same for, for, for professionals as they are for you guys. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? So here's what you do. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how do you, how did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. That's locked on two words. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Podcast. Our national NFL experts and insiders keep fans dialed in with the biggest stories and the latest news from around the league because an offseason doesn't equal a break in the action. Matt, we're talking about the San Francisco 49ers today. Buys, sells, holds. We both agree we want to go out and try to get Trey Lance on our dynasty teams before it is too late. His price seems to be going up every day. Uh, what, what player on this roster, though, do you want to sell do you want to get off of those dynasty rosters 
Yeah, I don't think either one of us has done a real good job of uh, protecting our cards and hiding <laughs> our intentions with Mitchell here. I mean, I, I respect his success. I didn't see it coming. I was more of a right. sermon believer. But this style of running back, and it really reminds me of Mostert and McKinnon, that really fits the scheme. And what I mean by that is they're very fast in a straight line. They put their foot in their ground and go, and it fits the scheme very well. But my problem with them is the majority of them, including Mitchell, don't have great vision or elusiveness. They tend to run into things really fast in a straight line and don't really get out of the way. I don't trust this style of back to stay healthy. They're usually not the biggest guys. You know, most of it would play three or four good games and then miss time. I just think that's Mitchell's future, too. Yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of Elijah Mitchell myself either. Uh, he would be my top sell on this team for sure. Uh, he is the RB21 in our latest Dynasty ADP from Dynasty League Football, 57 overall. Uh, I think the running back 21, I can I can kind of swallow that. That's okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, without without too much context, but 57 overall spending uh spending a a pick in the, in the top five or six rounds on, uh, on Mitchell is, is just not, not a winning play. In my opinion, the trades, uh, that the trades that I've seen with Mitchell, not, not a slam dunk sell on their own. Basically, it, it seems like there are plenty of doubters out there. Elijah Mitchell for Van Jefferson in the one ten this year. So, you know, you're essentially pivoting from, from Mitchell to, Maybe a guy like James Cook or Christian Watson or Sky Moore. So I mean, those those are I think fine. One ten. I, I I probably would as well, but yeah. I would I would hope for a little bit more. Uh, I like mm-hmm. this one, Elijah Mitchell in the one oh seven for Chris Godwin and the two oh two. I would certainly be trying to pivot from I Mitchell like to yeah. yeah to a wide receiver. And then this one, I, don't I think know the one seven to two oh two is that big a jump in this class either. Right. Yeah. Uh, This last one is my favorite. Elijah Mitchell and Gabriel Davis for A.J. Brown and Kareem Hunt. I think that is a slam dunk. That's yummy. Yeah. If I can get Brown out of that equation, great. Gabe Davis would be a sell for me if we were doing the Bills. Yeah, he would be for me as well. The hype is the hype is uh, going pretty crazy out there. Um, Back to Mitchell, though. You know, he certainly was productive. but I think I think there's just a lot of strikes against him, uh, or, or a lot of reasons to be concerned. You, you know, red flags, yellow flags, whatever you want to say. Uh, the injuries were one. You kind of hit on that a little bit. He did have multiple injuries last season, none of them too serious, but uh, missed missed some game time a couple different times. That's obviously the strike against him. The good news is. He came back each time and and regained his job. It didn't matter yeah. how how well you know Jeff Wilson or or whoever played behind him. He he immediately regained the lead role. So that that makes you feel good if you're a believer in Mitchell. Uh, the injuries on their own a negative, but regaining that top spot is a good thing. Obviously, um, the other strike I think just has to be using that that mid round pick on Davis Price. Just right. that. Uh, just that San Francisco felt like they needed another running back. And of course they lose, uh, they lose Raheem Mostert, uh, but still so many bodies there. So that's, that's a concern for Mitchell. 
the one I hear a lot, and, and I've kind of mentioned this myself on, on Twitter or on podcast, I want to get your thoughts on this. Just the fact that, that Shanahan and that the, the 49ers in general seem to have a different lead running back every year. And, and obviously this can be due to injury or, or what have you, but I believe we're at, we're at five years running with a different leading rusher for that team. And that's mm. been, it's been Mitchell. It's been Mostert. Um, it's been, um, I mean, they gave I, McKinnon big money. I mean, he never ended up you know, producing much, but I mean, it was, they went outside the organization to get another one that didn't work out, you know? Right. Yeah. That, that's a yeah. good point as well. So, I mean, do you think there's anything to that? Is that just basically a fluke or injuries or are they committed to trying something new every year until it works? Uh, basically, would you call that a strike against Mitchell or just kind of brush that off? Never thought of it from that angle, to be honest with you. I mean, I did think that the Davis Price selection was certainly a red flag against them, especially from a team that didn't have a first-round pick or a plethora of picks. I mean, they easily could have drafted a guard or a corner or whatever there and felt like they needed a running back. I don't think I'm going to look too much into the leading rusher every year, but it's certainly a trend that I don't think is smart to ignore. I do think Shanahan can be a little fickle, you know, that he can fall out of love with guys pretty quick. You know, we saw that with Ayuk early in the season, things like that. Maybe that's more true at the running back position. Yeah, that's a good point. What what happened with um, with Brandon Ayuk to lead to, to begin the season was mm-hmm. <laughs> was confusing as well. Yeah, it was it was confusing, concerning. Um, all right, let's move on really quickly to a player that we would like to hold that we just want to we want to keep on our dynasty teams. Maybe their value's dropping. Maybe we're just not sure what to do with that player. Uh, who who falls into that category for you, Matt? A couple couple really good players we haven't mentioned yet. Yeah, I think Kittle because frankly, I think he's the best tight end in football. Maybe not the best fantasy tight end in football, but he's a great player. And I'm going to hold on to great players. And Ayuk, you know, who we just mentioned, who I think is a really good player that's only getting better. But it's a little hard to figure out where they're at in the pecking order, especially with Debo's situation being a little gray and foggy at the time, too. Yeah, Ayuk was mine. And, and yeah, okay. I, I really, I don't know what to do with him. I mean, we've seen mm-hmm. flashes from him, uh, specifically late in um, I guess that was his rookie season, 20, uh, 2020. Um, and then really late again last year as well, after he finally climbed out of the doghouse, uh, seen some high level of play for Mayuk. But uh, we, as we've both talked about, we've seen him stuck on the sidelines as well and, and making yeah, no right. impact. He's the wide receiver 40 uh, right now, uh, according to DLF Dynasty ADP, 79 overall. Some recent trades involving Brandon Ayuk, and these are all Ayuk on his own, um, either for a package of players or one for one. First one, Brandon Ayuk for Cortland Sutton. Two players kind of kind of in similar Sutton. situations. Cool. Yeah, it is, because I don't think Sutton... I actually just read Sutton's reception perception this morning, and Matt Harmon was saying that he looked like he was coming off an ACL, especially as the season went on. So I have mm. hope that Sutton gets back to where he was. But I used to be a reception perception darling as well. That's a tough one, but I think I'd go with Sutton. I think they'll throw the ball more than San Fran will. 
Yeah, I think I would go Sutton there as well. I agree. It's close. Uh, Brandon Ayuk for Kadarius Tony and a second rounder. I'm kind of infatuated with Tony. I, I think I went that side. I think I'm going Ayuk there, but again, close. And uh, and then Ayuk for Juju Smith-Schuster and DJ Chark. If we did the Lions, Chark might be a buy for me, but I still want Ayuk there. I do as well. Pains me okay. to say that with, with Juju <laughs> on the other side, but uh, I, to me, all of those are, are very close. So it, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't scream a player you've got to go out and uh, and, and – buy before it's too late or to to sell um and get this great cash out price neither one of those uh are really really appropriate to say for iuk i mean i guess that that's why he's a hold right we kind of have to wait and see which version of iuk are we going to get are we getting that late season version that looks like a, a solid wide receiver two in your lineup every week or is it this uh whatever happened at the beginning of, of last season, that doghouse version where, you know, these, these no name wide receivers were playing ahead of him. We don't know which one it'll be, but as thin as their depth chart is, I'm going to, I'm going to bank on the former and Ayuk making an impact uh, early and often. Uh, so he's, I would say he's closer to a buy than a hold for me or yeah. closer to a buy than a sell. Since we're talking Niners, like I might want to do like, Mitchell for Ayuk in a third. Oh, I'd, yeah, I'd rather have Ayuk than Mitchell. For, I would too. For sure. Yeah, I thought maybe I could get a little sugar on top, though. Uh, if you can, I would like it. Mm-hmm. I, I would like that. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on Kittle. We didn't didn't talk about him too much. Totally agree. At, at his age, the, the trade value is, is dropped pretty quickly, uh, so you're not getting a, a huge deal for him. I think he's probably a player to hold. Uh, Trey Sermon, totally giving up on him. Deep leagues, I would keep him as a flyer and have him on speed dial if anything happens. Like, I'm kind of hoping, like, the Steelers pick him up as Najee Harris's backup. You know what I mean? Like, something like that happens. Yeah. yeah or seventh round pick. Or, you know what I mean? Gotcha. Gotcha. I understand. That will do it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.